Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Brian Satin, here with my co-hosts, Elijah Bates. Hi. Jamie Iovine. That's me. Are you filming? I'm there? trying to. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and, of course, Kevin Sill is here this the week. The whole crew. The whole crew is here this week. I just felt like getting y'all in here. There's a lot to talk about, and I wanted to hear what you guys all thought about it. Mm. Um, and I want to start off talking about AEW-related things, because... Um, there was a bunch of AEW-related news articles this week that I wanted to get your guys' opinions on. The including first, one today. Including one today. But I'm going to start with the one that was yesterday because I thought this was such a different way of thinking than we're used to in the professional wrestling industry. And that is Cody Rhodes talking about 
AEW not looking to please casual fans, but they just want to please their fan base right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he did an interview with Busted Open Radio where he said he hates the term casual fan because he believes it's vernacular to describe wrestling that is based on the Monday Night Wars. So my focus is always the base that built AEW. And that base, if you've seen it, you get it. If you haven't seen it, it's just something that you have to see and feel. Um, and then he said... Um, he said, there's people who are plenty critical of AEW, of what AEW does, and instead of signal boosting that, I'd rather a hundred of the fans that we have in that base than that one sulky son of a bitch that's not coming on board. Anyways, you guys know that the first way to fail is to try and please everybody, but I gotta take care of the people who brought us to the dance in the first place. And I think that will be appealing on a global level. I mean, that's a nice thought, but at the same time, uh, I'm sure TNT doesn't think that way. <laughs> so, I mean, you need to ha- appeal to the casual fans. You need to appeal to the people that are just going to pop in and help those ratings. Uh, I, don't, I get what he's saying, but it's, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's a great thing to say, and it's a great quote. It's definitely a great quote to have. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a blurb, you know, when they have those articles and they have, like, the highlights of the article. Um, it's... It's like Kevin said. It's like, sure, you can like, – and, and there is value into making sure that those people are happy because, yes, this is the, they're the whole reason why there is an AEW in the first place. But at the same time, the company will not survive on the X amount of indie fans that have brought them there if they want to just keep those guys and just them happy. And it doesn't mean – it's just – I, it may be the way he phrased it, but I it just seems very limiting. It seems like a social media influenced statement. Like it's like yeah. somebody responding to like negative tweets or like negative posts or something like that, rather than thinking about it on a broad mainstream television level. I mm-hmm. guess you know because it's like you know that one sulky sob or whatever. Like who is that referring to? Is that referring just to somebody who's given them negative flack online? Like because I mean ultimately that is somebody that could be one of millions of viewers and everything like that. But it's not like it's referring to millions of viewers. And you need to make this accessible. Yeah. I mean you really need to, especially if you need to get more audiences. Like they're trying to get TNT is looking to get millions yeah. of people to watch. Well, they're this. looking to get like a nitro effect in it. You know, like, yeah. And like a, and right now if you're trying to cater to just to the people that brought you to the dance. We're going to get another over-the-budget battle royal with no explanation of who these guys are because we're just going to hope and assume that the indie fans that brought us to this place know who they are, which yeah. is the mistake they made last time. And and I, it's 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 a little like I like I said, there's definitely a lot of value in making sure your core customer base is happy. Of course, yeah. That being said, you got to make it accessible for. Like, for instance, this casual fan thing. I don't like the term ca- – he says he doesn't like the term casual fan. Well, that's where a lot of pe- a lot of your hardcore fans come from. Yeah. Right? They, uh, not, they don't start hardcore. Nah. You I know? was so confused by <laughs> yeah. that and, and, and I'm glad you said that because I was so confused by saying that casual fan is just something that describes wrestling fans from the Monday Night Wars, that, that like lapsed yeah. fan type thing. Hell no, dude. Like, my dad is a casual fan. Yeah. Yeah. My dad doesn't seek out every wrestling company. You want to get that guy – to also watch your show. That case, is a yeah. casual fan. Case in point. Case in point. I have a friend of mine who always goes to Comic-Con with me. His name is Jason. He watches the product not religiously, not every single Monday, Tuesday, but he – like every uh, every other Monday, every other Tuesday, all the pay-per-views. He does keep in touch with that because he's a big, older – like the Golden Arrow, Hogan, Macho Man, yeah. all that stuff. And, of course, he has no idea what New Japan is, what AEW is. Well, he's heard of it. And his nephew, who does know all this, is like he has a 12-year-old nephew who says, oh, you need to see this new guy, Kenny Omega. And he told me about it. He's like, yeah, my, my little nephew says that I need to check out who Kenny Omega is. That's not a hardcore fan. 
And you need to, like, when he, and so say he's going to turn on AEW on TNT. It needs to be accessible to him. Yeah. yeah. It needs to be. Well, I mean, you know, uh, Devin Sawa, who's a popular actor, you know, he's in Idle Hands and stuff. He, mm-hmm. He's a casual fan. He likes wrestling, but he's not watching every single thing. And I said to him, like, you should give, you know, you should give all out a chance. I bet you, you know, if, if this, if WWE is not what you're feeling these days, you should give AEW a shot. And he saw the press release that went out about their TV show. And he was like, all right, this sounds cool. I'm going to watch the first episode. You want to keep that guy watching. Yeah. You don't be like, well, he doesn't. He's not one of us. Yeah. and isn't one of us, so fuck him, you know? Like, Kevin, does somebody become, like, a big fan of indie music without having first and in- being introduced via mainstream music? I mean, you go to see a band that you want to see, and then you see the in- the you know, people that are opening up, and you're like, okay, I- I'll check this one out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what my little like, brother's in the-, in the process of doing like, right now. Like, so. casual fan is, the, like, a jumping off point for, like, a hardcore wrestling fan. It's Absolutely. like, you-, you can't, like you said, you can't just start out a hardcore fan of anything because no. you w- would be a fan of nothing. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I don't know. It's weird to, to to talk about the casual fan because we're all getting older to where, like, his hardcore dedicated fan base is getting older to where it's hard to watch so much wrestling. Yeah, yeah. we're so all in we, our we, mid-30s. Yeah. <laughs> we're nothing, we can't be anything but a casual fan sometimes because it's so hard to watch everything. Yeah, Eli's uh, in his late 30s. Yeah. Mid to late. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's it's an odd <laughs> I'm 3019. <laughs> uh, no, and and the the Cody Rhodes' career was built off the casual fan. Yeah, <laughs> that's the not only, not only that, but like that's that's why eyeballs are on them in a lot of ways. Because like, hey, then why did you get Jericho? Why did you get John Moxley? Why did exactly. you get these people that people know? You know, like I mean, those are those are mainstream Bret Hart people. Introduced your title. That's why it's like that's why you have that's why the, you have so many buys for something like All Out is because you brought in a lot of casual fans via like these other mainstream stars who came from like a conduit for the casual fans. Now I do understand that part of what he was saying. It would seem is that. It's not so much that he doesn't care about attracting those people, yeah, I but think that largely... it's more so he believes that not focusing on attracting those people will then attract those people, which to me is a – I kind of see what he's saying, that he's like, if we please these people, then other people will start to come. That's sure. what I'm yeah. saying. I don't, right? think, sure. I don't think what he's – I don't think the words that came out of his mouth truly – I mean, I, I have He's no not idea. saying screw the casual fan. No, he kind of did. I listened to the interview. I wrote the article. <laughs> yeah. He kind of said, I hate the term casual. He, here, I'll put it right up. I'll play it. Well, the term Let's casual listen. Fans, you all right? have your headphones. I'll put your headphones on, Jamie. I can hear it. I haven't heard the term so much as you guys talk about wrestling, but you guys have heard the term casual fan, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, how are they going to get the casual fan? And the term casual fan, I just want to, I, I honestly, I think I throw up a little in my mouth every time I hear it. Because. It's this, it's this vernacular to describe wrestling that is based on the Monday Night Wars. When the Monday Night Wars are over, they're not a thing as far as they're not happening here and now in the present. What's happening here and now in the present is we can't determine what it is. It's something that only history will be able to tell us. So my focus is always the base that built AEW. And that base, if you've seen it, you get it, and if you ha- and if you haven't seen it, it's it's just something that, that you you have to see and feel. And then Bully knows what I'm talking about because there's a lot of confidence um, that sometimes can get misplaced for you know arrogance on my half or on the elite's behalf. But I've seen the power, I've I've seen it, and that that's why I want to focus on them first and foremost. You know, there's people who are plenty critical of what AEW uh, does, and instead of signal boosting that. 
I'd rather I'd rather a hundred of the fans that we have in that base than that one salty son of a bitch that's not coming on board. Uh, I- anyways, if that makes any sense, you guys know that first way to fail is to try and please everybody. But I gotta take care of the people who brought us to the dance in the first place, and I think that will be appealing on a global level. I think- the funny thing is, like the people that brought us to the dance in the first place are sometimes a sulky son of a bitch that's yeah. gonna complain about you. <laughs> no, it's like so, wrestling like, fans complain about so everything. So all in and and you know and double or nothing, everyone loved those shows, and then. You know, you come and fight for the fall, and you call. Uh, what was the next one after that? Uh, Fighter uh, Fest. Fighter Fest. Or opposite. Oh, Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest. Fighter Fall. And the, you have those same fans that brought you to the dance that are now talking shit on you. Um, so it's going to happen. No, it, whoever it's, you, you're going to have critics in every different area. The other thing is just like the to refer to the term like the term casual fan doesn't just refer to the attitude era. That's yeah. that's, that's that's misdirected thinking because like the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of modern day casual fan is like. What about like the kid who got into wrestling because of John Cena? That has nothing to do with the Attitude Era at a certain point. If a kid got into John Cena in 2011 and is a, still a fan of wrestling right now as a result of that, that's like at least 10 years detached from like the end of the Attitude Era. Maybe there was still some influence of the Attitude Era at that point in time, but like that person is not the Attitude Era. That, and again, like that's a, a fan like your dad. Maybe your dad was a fan back then, but a kid who was a fan of John Cena back then is not a fan of the Attitude Era. They're a fan of the modern era, and so. To to say that it's just directed towards the attitude error is it, well, again it's misdirected when he said first he said i want to take care of my fan base first yes sure. yeah. which which I, now that i've heard it in context i'm not i'm not i'm not switching sides on my stance on this i'm just saying um i'm just saying this sounds like let us appease them and then we'll get the new guys which again you got to of course why change what brought you to the dance? Of course, of course that. But it's just it, it just seems very to me. Great leaders are open. They're open to new things and they're open to new ideas. I'm not saying he's not. By no means am I saying that. I am saying that just the way that it was the verbiage was a little close-minded. Yeah, well, and that's, that's how I feel too. To, something, to, 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 to like to see it from his perspective, though, at the same time, Cody Rhodes since he left WWE has been a monumental success. I would suggest that he hasn't faced a lot of what we define as failure either. AEW hasn't faced failure yet. They, they've been going and they've had nothing but kind of really positive momentum since then. So, I mean, he has every right to feel as strongly as he does and everything because he hasn't really gotten kicked in the teeth yet on his own in the independent scene and now into AEW yeah, because too. He's, I mean, it's a much different attitude when you could go out there and say, I'm going to go kill this shit. But hey, if I don't, it's still somebody else's show that yeah. somebody else will yeah. pick him up if I drag like, him I mean, down. He has a, this is the first time it's really been his neck. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. Since he's left, and I mean, and, and 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 he's a wrestler. He has every right to, you know, also take a frame, really, when it comes down to yeah. it. When it comes to his opinion and perspective on the matter, and he has, and he knows more about this business than all three of us and all four of us in this room. Now. I I don't agree Straight with up. what he's saying, but at the same time, like I totally support him saying it. I yeah. think the only difference is that. What you just said, Jamie, is yeah, I do think that Cody Rhodes knows more about the wrestling business than than me. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I think that when it comes to television business, though, it's different. Like, the, the, I I also have grown up around the television industry, you know, and that 
the casual pit is fucking important. Like yeah. the people, the, like when you're, you know, being the elite gets what hundred thousand views a, a week or whatever, two hundred thousand on a good yeah. week. Like that's not gonna please TNT. Well, I guarantee like, you, it's, if TNT saw that article and they saw that quote, they were like. Can yeah. someone go talk to that guy? No, that's no, they're probably not. not even, what we're... They're probably not even saying they're like, sure, kid. Behind closed <laughs> yeah, doors, they're all yeah, laughing. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, even Vince McMahon, you know, gets you know like in trouble sometimes for the ratings. Like, I mean, that's why they you know have like these you know reunion shows and whatnot. Half the time, it sounds like it's actually directed by the network rather than them themselves. Too. Absolutely. And speaking so, of Vince McMahon, I want to get into the other thing that Jamie mentioned at the top of this uh, before we spend too much time. On, on this topic, the other thing that happened with Cody this week, uh, happened today, and I thought it was super interesting. Um, he responded to what Vince McMahon said about AEW uh, when he made reference to AEW featuring blood and guts. Uh, for those of you maybe you, for those I of didn't you, see any guts, <laughs> to <laughs> for, be fair. For those of you who maybe didn't see it, uh, McMahon, or read it, or hear about it, or whatever, McMahon talked about the plans, uh, talked about plans to loosen up the family-friendly nature of WWE programming during this uh, investor's call, and he made a few subtle digs at AEW in the process. He said, um, there will be something we do in terms of a direction of content, more controversy, better storylines, etc., but at the same time, we're not going to go back to the, quote, attitude era, and we're not going to go do, and we're not going to do blood and guts and things of that nature, such as being done on perhaps a new potential competitor. Uh, He also said that they have graduated from gory crap, uh, and uh, (laughs) Cody had a lot to say about it. Uh, I'll just play this one too instead of reading his full promo because it's pretty good. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play this one. Comments made about us where we were. Was this on a road to double? Oh, this was uh, AEW posted a um, a YouTube video today where they were promoting tickets to the first TV show taping on uh, TNT, and in that they mentioned the blood and guts thing. Very public comments made about us where we were referred to as blood. Blood and guts. And it was said with such a a braggart candor that you would think the person saying it felt that they were bulletproof. But I wonder before they said it if they tasted their own words before they spit them out. Because the entirety of our business is built on blood and guts. Every man or woman who ever stepped foot in the ring, regardless of race, color, creed, political affiliation, sexual identity, has felt blood and guts and passion. Because if we don't care, they don't care. So if you say we're blood and guts, I say you bet your ass we're blood and guts. <laughs> Which I like. I, I, nice music, by the way. Yeah. What is this, like a, a speech by Captain America? That's or totally happened. It's feel like most of Cody's like, like one-on-one with the cameras are, are that exactly thing. Exactly yeah. Thing, and it's great. Well, he really, it felt like ever since the... Um, when, when on being the elite, when they did the invasion, and he did the whole like, "This is our free Independence speech, Day," yeah, yeah. Independence yeah. Day. Ever since then, he's tried to go more of like that yeah. direction. It feels like, and yeah, he he is really good when it's like him and the camera, oh, yeah. and he's like, "This is our mission." He, if anyone knows the mission statement of AEW uh, the best, it's it's Cody Rhodes, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Tony Khan might be in charge. The Bucks might be. Uh, booking things, but I just feel like when it comes to the mission statement, Cody Rhodes is a good as good as the figurehead, and I felt like this was way better uh, um, plan of attack than making little jokey things on being the elite, like titling the next episode "Blood and Guts," or kind of like how on the road two they had that board in the background and it said "More Blood and Guts." I felt like this was like a rallying cry. Like this to me was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we are Blood and Guts, and that's why you should watch us. And I thought that was really smart to kind of turn it on Vince. 
Is this? It's also funny knowing that like there's been recent comments from wasn't Tony Khan who said we're gonna not we're gonna save that for later and for pay per views and then not on actual TV. Yeah. So there won't be blood and guts on the actual show. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really curious to see like what TNT does allow though too. Like I mean, cable TV is a different landscape than it was you know 20 years ago and like since then you know you've had stuff like UFC that's proliferated and you got like a lot of different kinds of content and there's been like a lots of adult material. That hey, comes. you could say shit on. TV now, yeah. Like I mean, if you look, well, at, you could always say shit on TV, but but I mean, if you look at stuff like it's like now, it's back in the nineties, you could on cable say you, shit. If you look at a lot of like just the, they didn't because like, television advertisers, television series that come out now are much more you know cinematic in the way that they're made. They're much more graphic. They're much more realistic because they have to be gripping in order to keep up with the, with Netflix, with Amazon, and, and other places that are producing really really well done adult content. Not adult like you know as in like NC seventeen or anything like that but just more mature content and so like to some extent it's like maybe TNT will allow them to go like the to go way over the edge or way past where See, they've been before it's to me it's not it's not a TNT thing it's an advertisers thing like yeah, yeah I'm sure TNT would be like fine go ahead you know I don't know about that but but what right. I mean is like TNT could in theory be like go ahead yeah but, at the end of the day it's, it's advertisers about, yeah, yeah it's, it's about the advertisers money. if they're yeah. like yeah. well we don't want to be associated with that then then TNT is going to be like well tone it down and I mean and to some extent if you go back and you look at the advertisers that were around in the attitude era like he had a lot of weird stuff Kaboombox. Stacker, Stacker JVC, 2. JVC, Kaboombox. Stacker, Stacker 2, 2. Chef Boyardee. One of these raviolis, days. Like, I mean, Super Soaker. One of these days, I'm <laughs> for like a Jamie birthday, like a like one of your like good birthdays, like a like a, like a 40. milestone one. Yeah. I'm going to get you that JVC Kaboombox. <laughs> one day. One day I'm going to get it for you. I'm going to find like it on Stacker. eBay or something. It's just, I, it I remember you. the day we went to Radio Shack. He, he thought it was the dumb. Because you know my dad, he's an audio head. Yeah. And he's like, you know, you could test it. He was like, this is terrible. Like this, the top end is all off. Like it, I was, I think, yeah. it's like, but it looks so neat. <laughs> That's why I wanted it. I love that Jamie remembers the day he couldn't get hey, Jamie's Jamie Day so bad. He, the day he went to Radio Shack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ryan, Ryan talks about the moon boots. I know. I was just well, I at least about have that on video. So. My moon boots. <laughs> Um, but I definitely didn't remember that moment until I saw the video, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that motherfucker did break my moon boots." <laughs> now the whole world will share in that memory. I remember my older brother. We got mousetrap, and he stepped on an integral piece like immediately, <clears throat> Oof. and it didn't work. Here's how and my parents this? were like, "That well, I told you that game was stupid." I was like, "You broke it." <laughs> the one, those are that one and thirteen dead end drive are the one game that nobody knew how to play it, but they could just set up the traps and just do that. Oh yeah, you never tried to play mousetrap. It's no. like let's do it once. If before somebody it could call, like write to us and tell us the actual rules of mousetrap, I'd be shocked. Yeah, God, I, I forgot about like, thirteen dead end drive. Oh, yeah, love, that was my. Favorite. I like 13 mm-hmm. Dead and Drive Step more than the, uh, yeah. the Mousetrap game. You, I think up. I like Mousetrap more than 13 Dead and Drive. Because you got to make all those. Sick, you got to make all the cool things in Mousetrap, though. Yeah. My favorite one of, of all time, though, is Don't Wake Daddy. Because that used to give yeah, me legit anxiety. Like, when, how many times you press the alarm clock? <laughs> I know. I realized that, Kevin. Fuck off. Ryan Googles Google Images Mousetraps. <laughs> just a plethora of actual mousetraps. <laughs> I want to see what the board game. Oh, I want to be reminded oh, okay. of the good things it had. The green. All no. I remember is the green diver guy. Mousetrap was like a Rube Goldberg <laughs> right, inspired game. You know, and nobody, the only reason anybody wanted it is because Pee Wee's Big Adventure had come out shortly before that game came out. 
Which starts with the Rube I mean, the reason I wanted it is just I wanted to do the Rube Gold. And then you do it, and then you're like, okay, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. No, you do it once, and you're like, I'm done with Mousetrap for forever. (laughs) Forever. Uh, Mousetrap well, sucks. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I didn't play Mousetrap that many times. Nobody did. Nobody yeah, did. I, don't, I, I clearly remember it. Mousetrap like is really not U- Mousetrap is not Uno. Right. Like if someone yeah, could legit yeah. tell me like how the rules of Mousetrap, I would be shocked. I, I definitely can't tell you the I rules of Mousetrap. The board game I've gotten the most mileage out of is definitely Battleship. Mm. Battleship, Battleship is, a great is one. you could play that. One time so, I was playing. I, don't like Battleship. I, I played Battleship what? with my brother one time, and I w- I knew he was cheating, <laughs> and it literally he was like, "Nope," every single time, and it got to the point where there was no space where his boat, his three prong boat, could be on the map anymore because there was only two prong spaces. And I remember I did the last one. I was like, "I got him," and he was like, "Nope," and I was like, "You're cheating! You're not gonna be cheating!" And he was. And I was just, that was the last time I ever played Battleship. I was like, I'm never playing this again. You've ruined Battleship. I brought one to my work <laughs> so I could play. You've never played Battleship again since? No, because people can cheat really easily at Battleship. Myself included. You do, it's, it is Warrior's Code for it's, it's like you have to play somebody with honor, and nobody has honor who plays no. Battleship. They would be on an actual Battleship if they had honor. You're, you're going by a Mariner's Code at that point. It's yeah. just the open waters at that point. I feel like I just play Monopoly. Yeah, Monopoly Deal. That's the game. Of, yeah, like, but Monopoly just takes for fucking hours. No, yeah. that's why you play Monopoly well, Deal. The card, game. Monopoly <laughs> Deal is the card game version of it. It's the best game ever made. I've played probably 50,000 games of it. Do you guys see that they have a new version of Monopoly where... Uh, You're supposed to go bankrupt? No, <laughs> where there's no... Uh, Paper money in the game anymore. Yeah, it's just, it's cards, just credit card, and there's like an actual machine Which that like. does all the banking. I'm, I'm so you, no cheaters for I bankers. Like Me too, because people fucking cheat in Monopoly too with banking. <laughs> and yeah. also, you lose all the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. Then all of a sudden, you've got life money in there, and it's like these denominations do not match up. <laughs> they, made a, they made a Monopoly. I don't know if it's a. Fi- it's, I don't think it's official, but like they sell it at Brea's Target. It's Monopoly of Brea, of Brea, California. Oh, wow. really? Yeah, which is very weird. It's very niche, like, right? Very there. specific. They're like, we've sold ten of these. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy like bought one immediately. I was like, all right, you lived here your whole life. I get it. Well, speaking of spending money, I want to talk about my favorite story of the week, and that is Triple H is Triple H's ex- insanely expensive birthday party. In New Hampshire. So was the, what birthday was this? Was it's 50th, 50th birthday. 50th birthday. Got to go big for that one. Yeah. Got to go big. And Stephanie, man, Stephanie pulled out all the stops, dude. Stephanie McMahon threw him such an epic birthday party. Um, I don't know. My, my friend's birthday party, his first 50th had llamas. And this alpacas. had a drone show. Which... I want to know what a Triple H inspired drone show Did is. Did you not see the video? No, I've, I, I, there's a video. There's I've video heard the, I've only heard the. Uh, oh, like the logos and everything? I've only That's heard amazing. the, uh, like, X Pac describe it. I didn't yeah, know there was no, a video. He, I, I found video on social media where, like, where, like, it starts, like, where. Wow. wow that's pretty cool. So describe for, to the people watching, listening. It's basically like uh, his, iron his iron cross, cross thing, thing in the sky with all red. Those are all drones. Those are like all drones. drones. Yeah, individual drones. And people want to talk shit about Spider Man Far and, From Home. Come on. And then it switches to the DX music, and suddenly right here it turns into the DX logo in the sky. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Did he have a holographic Lemmy? No, because oh, that, that would have be so been cool. so or, sick. Or just Lemmy's face in the sky with the mouth moving. Scene. Oh, that's <laughs> so cool! Drones Time to play the game. <laughs> Drones pouring Jack Daniels into its oh, mouth. Oh my god! Uh, like pin, this like pinball. We, 
This is what we're doing now. Not fireworks. Drone shows. <laughs> drone yeah. shows, yeah. dude. Yeah. I was, I was uh, told uh, cheaper. I, no, no, way more. Oh, expensive. way more. Yeah, Sa- safer though. Safer. I was less angry dogs. Ah, uh, drones. A drone show is expensive. Uh, true, 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 and, no. Like you think about it, a firework, a gang of fireworks is like what two hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, no. well wow. professional, no, no, legit. Like a Disneyland fireworks show. show is a little. How different. much are those? I don't know. I they can't be that much because local if towns some, do them. Yeah, if little league teams can do this for a week, it's expensive. Teams don't do like Disneyland. Yeah. Okay, but July. no, but like the ones that know. shoot up in the air and explode. Like, yes, in Malibu, do. like in Malibu, like I that guarantee one, you that's can't probably be that much money they're spending. To... I guarantee the Malibu fireworks show is probably a hundred thousand dollars. No Easy. way! Why, why, like no, because there's safety codes that they got to like or, protocols that they got to do. You got to rent a barge because you got to shoot those things off from over the ocean. Like there's a lot more protocols that go into having a really expensive fireworks show than you are given credit for. I right just now. think each one of those drones is at least two hundred dollars. Yeah, I well, and, <laughs> I'm not saying that one is more expensive Time than the other. reported the cost to put on a fireworks display for the public ranges from $5,000 to $30,000. And for a place like Malibu, I bet you that's like $200,000. Look up the Malibu fireworks show, boy. <laughs> How much does it cost to put on the Malibu, Malibu. Malibu fireworks show? Uh, uh, doesn't say. Two hundred. I saw it. No, right there. didn't. Fuck you. One million dollars. I saw it. There it is. I saw it. Oh, it went away. Oh, Google. Uh, Google. Um, I was talking to Roka before we started recording. I was telling him I read this article the other day. Um, on uh, Mohammed bin Salman, the the guy in Saudi Arabia, and the guy, the guy. Well, he is the guy in Saudi Arabia. He's the man. He's, he's the guy who makes all the decisions in Saudi Arabia, and he uh, apparently. I didn't read like too much detail, but he's like he's making, he's putting like a ton of money into uh, a, a stretch of land or whatever where he's making like his own new town of the future type yeah, thing. Yeah. Did none of you guys see this? No. It's I gotta pull this. Up. Well, you should finish what else. I know. I'm going to because it's, it's. Oh, I, well, so I'm, far we're just at the drones. Oh, I'm gonna get back to the birthday. But this has to do with drones. <laughs> I wanted to hear more about this birthday. Though, um, <laughs> what kind oh, of cake was it? We're gonna get back into the birthday. Don't worry. <laughs> was there but cake? The was there a food fight? That's really what I want to know. <laughs> Every single WWE party always ends in a food fight. Uh, the reason I brought up that Muhammad Salman guy in his plan to uh, he's. It's a $500 billion city of the future in Saudi Arabia. $500 billion? $500 billion is being pumped into the city. And one of the things that he wants to have there is he wants an artificial moon that is made of drones so that at night, the drone, similar to the Triple H party, the drone fleet goes up in the air and they cover where you would see the moon, basically. And so that it's their own moon that's fancier and like... Like they can stream. It says, here's what it says about it. It says, a giant artificial moon that would light up each night. One proposal suggests it could live stream images from outer space, acting as an iconic landmark. This is just a, this is going to give more like leeway to like flat earthers. Like, see, hey. the artificial moon. He, he sounds like he sounds like <laughs> another Mr. one. He sounds like Mr. Burns. He also. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. If you want to know, take the spruces. <laughs> oh, it gets more Mr. Burnsy. He also wants glow in the dark sand, which they haven't been able to figure out yet. <laughs> <laughs> which not just yeah. them. I think it's. Called radio, I think that's called radioactivity. Uh-huh. <laughs> the best minds in science. Uh-huh. Uh, dinosaur robots where residents can no, visit no, a Jurassic no. Park no. style island no. of robot reptiles. That's worse than regular dinosaurs. Hey, that's Terminator and Jurassic Park. It could only go wrong. And my favorite part, robot martial arts. Robots would do more than just clean your house. They also well, could spar head to head in a robo cage fight. Yeah, because we should teach them kung opera. fu. They're gonna <laughs> kill, he's going to die on that in his land. I know. That's why when I in read that 50 article, years, like, oh Saudi Arabia is going to be Skynet. 
He's going to get buried in his radioactive I, sand. I feel like what he's really doing is he's building an army here. And I mean, he's, he's secretly building yeah, robot dinosaurs, ninja robots. that will cover the moon and robot it's dinosaurs. like America's like, we have drones that can hit a target from like 50,000 feet away. <laughs> But ours knows karate. So. Yes. Drones that know dinosaur karate. <laughs> dinosaur karate. We're um, just making the T Rex's arms just a little longer. Like, if a, if a, like, what if you were, like, a robot was coming at you, you pointed a gun at it, and it just went. Now it has the gun. That's what I'm terrified of. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's, that's why when I read that, I was like, don't do that. Don't program that. The flying bike. That's Transformers. The dinosaur Transformers. Yeah. Like, that's all that is. Like, you're going to be going to the bathroom and sitting on the toilet, and all of a sudden, a dinosaur is going to is, karate kick the door open and you know, bite you like that, that just, lawyer. Is that just a Zord from the Power Rangers? Yes. The Zords did know karate. I mean, well, they kind of knew karate. They the are extent, robots. Well, to be and they fair, are animals. To be they fair, were they're being controlled by the Rangers themselves. They, that is well, true. I mean, they were more they'll vehicles. be controlled by him. True. That's a good point. That'd be like saying Krang's body knew what to do. <laughs> is he going to be cranked for the Silly me. He's what an idiot. Um, okay, so back to the party. Sorry. Uh, Sean Waltman talked about the party. That was, uh, that X-Pac. was worth it, actually. <laughs> I, I, told, I knew it would be. That's why I brought it up. Um, X-Pac talked about the party on the latest episode of X-Pac. You think Billy was invited? That's kind of fucked. Hey, break it down. Is it I mean, he, said, <laughs> he said that about 50 people got invited, and it was just who Triple H would want to be at his, at his party. No. He didn't specify. But in all the pictures, I didn't see... He didn't, Road Dogg and Billy Gunn were not mentioned. I, I did notice that. I don't think that Road Dogg was not invited, but I just didn't see Road Dogg was there. I would assume Road Dogg was there. For sure. Um, but, but in the pictures, I only saw he let, he let Kevin prayer. Nash, Scott Hall, uh, X-Pac, Shawn Michaels... Uh, Batista, Ric Flair, um, uh, I guess Linda McMahon was there. Uh, your boy Matt Bloom was there. Oh, Matt, that's the romantic, romantic comedy, comedy star, star Matt, Matt Bloom. Bloom. Uh, Whenever they say Matt Bloom, I always think Matt Bloom from NXT. Yeah, that's Matt Bloom. That's, that's him, oh yeah. wait, no, who's the sing- who? Wasn't there a? Sing- was, uh, I'm confusing the Tool guy. I guess. That's Adam Jones. Oh, I, I, got, I misread the... Uh, Maynard as well is also... A yeah, I misread the... Uh, th- I thought there's another Matt Bloom that's not the NXT uh, coach. Should I have... Did I word that weird? Should no, I have I, had Matt Bloom's I, name I, first? Maybe I read it wrong. Because I said know. Tools, Adam Jones, and Matt Bloom. Does yeah, that make it that's sound why like I got he's little, in? That's why I got a little confused. I'll switch that. Um, <laughs> just for people that might have been confused. I will switch it right now. Who uh, else was there? Uh... Shawn Michaels, Dave Batista, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Ric Flair, Linda McMahon, Adam Jones, uh, Matt Bloom. That's Where was Rick Rubin's invite? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm sure he was. What do you think? He just didn't he, want to what go. do you he kind of food do you think? Well, I have, I have the answer. Do, to was, that. The, was there like all you can eat? Like. Chicken, because so, I feel like <laughs> so I feel like just so, chicken breast. It's like this chicken and mustard. He's like, oh, it's a high protein birthday. So the it's party, all gonna be made on the George Foreman grills. Just make sure you all get the grease out. So the party was uh, split up into two parties: one in the daytime, one at nighttime. Um, Which sounds exhausting. Yeah. But okay, so he says the first part was on like a you know was on a lake or whatever, and 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 they or wherever some kind of body of water, and they're riding jet skis, uh, boats, jet skis, and, and go karting. And he said that there was also go karting. Yeah, they were go karting there on the water, not on the water. <laughs> but uh, they figured it out. <laughs> um, but he said that there was also 
uh, an axe throwing station. Oh, yeah. Where, like, kind of like, you know, they have, like, the things out there This is my favorite now. part of the story. And he, he just talks about how Vince McMahon was uh, throwing axes at the party uh, for most of the time. And like, how it was, like, I've, him I've, and Kevin Nash just chilling, throwing axes. And he said, and Xbox said, that, like, Vince was just, like, so jacked walking around the party, all just, like, jacked Which up makes on me axe even throwing. Think more, what did he wear to the party? <laughs> He, Lumberjack. He, he, he didn't say what he wore, but but uh, his uh, Xbox co-host Denise said, like, I just picture he's walking around, like, in shorts and a tight shirt, if that's what, he, you know, if that's oh, yeah, the description. Sure, yeah. And he was like, no, nah, it wasn't, like, cool shorts or anything like that, but he was definitely real bowed up just walking around I feel like he was out. wearing dre- dress pants, a belt, and a tank top. Yeah. A tank top with dress pants? Or a wife beater. A wife yeah. beater. Yeah, like a really tight tank top. Yeah. Like a really weird looking You think tank he top. showed up like that or like took the other shirt off to I, like get I just don't, I just mode. don't think Vince McMahon has pool party style. He definitely doesn't wear t-shirts. That's right? I, I, if Vince well, McMahon wore a t-shirt, maybe a, cra- that'd be maybe, crazy. Maybe like a Gold's Gym t-shirt. <laughs> Like that cut off arms Gold's Gym t-shirt. <laughs> if Vince McMahon wore a t-shirt, that'd be crazy. Like that, mm-hmm. It's crazy that, that's a tr- that, that, that is crazy, yeah, that that's is such a, such a silly sentence and also true. It's like Birkenstocks and like cargo <laughs> just, shorts. I just can't Those imagine. Sweaters. He, yeah. I just can't imagine that like what we would wear to a pool party is the same thing that he no, would wear. No. You know, I don't think he, he has that. He's outfit. in like board shorts and a hoodie. If that. Yeah, because I mean you would think if there if there if there was water sports all day, he could have been in shorts, but he wasn't. They sh- no, he, he strikes Vince, me. Or Sean said he was not in shorts. He strikes me as the type of guy who would be wearing a speedo if he's doing water sports. No. Yeah. You think Vince rolls around speedo? Yeah, he yeah, used to yeah. back in the day. Yeah. There's a photo of him that's yeah. on Dark Side of yeah. the Ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess he is in a speedo in that picture, which was a good picture. Oh, I don't like chafing. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta show off these thighs. Oh. I just can't imagine him showing up in a tank top from Urban Outfitters and and some short and board shorts. I just can't. Yeah, I paid a lot of money for these quads. I'm gonna show them the fuck off. I would picture he shows up in a WWE tank top if he's gonna wear a tank top. Like a because also I don't think hey, he's got an I'm a hugger tank top on, <laughs> throwing axes with Kevin Nash. But I love that he stayed there the entire party. <laughs> I like to think that he did. No, he from 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 the way it sounds, he did. So Xbox says they had this whole thing on the leg. There was the axe throwing. Or body, whatever it was. I want to throw axes. Throwing axes at Vince. Um, throwing axes at Vince? What? With Vince. <laughs> uh, and then hey, he said, so let's play tag. Throw them at me. I fucking dare you. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I'll I'm, the, I'm the ultimate game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then he said then they had that part. Then they got shuttled back to the hotel, had some downtime, and then were shuttled to another spot for the nightly festivities. Which included um, the drone show that, that, yeah. that they talked about, uh, the Triple H inspired drone show, and then after that there was performances from ZZ Top and John Fogarty. Wow, which is pretty. That's fun. awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And <laughs> and then uh, he says Xbox said that Vince was uh, dancing around the whole party during the performances, which I just I want to see it. I wish there was video. How of old that. is Vince? Like seventy two. Sounds about right. God. And then seven minutes of just everyone standing 73. in a circle. And Triple H with a water gun shooting Baron Corbin as Drake Corbin giggles. Yeah. This is what, we know this is what you wanted for your birthday <laughs> to shoot Baron Corbin again. Um, they just have a dunk tape with, with Baron No, Corbin. they like give him a, a squirt gun. He's like, you don't mean. Baron <laughs> <laughs> just what I want. Baron Corbin's got a sock in his mouth. He's tied up in the corner somewhere. Oh, 
<laughs> you guys got how'd you know? <laughs> um, and to answer your question, Eli, during the day, the main course was lobster meat. They said he said he, there was lobster meat for as much. Rib. Well, he said during the daytime one, there was about as much lobster meat as you as anyone could ever eat. He said that he was like they must have bought. All the lobsters in New Hampshire because he was like it was just an insane amount of lobster. Yeah. And, and then at night, prime rib. I, actual, I mean, actual... I defy you to find one kale leaf in that entire. Oh, oh god, no. yeah, yeah. Actually, just bathtubs full of butter for the. <laughs> <all> the <lobster. laughs> Did you guys see that uh, video that Barstool posted this week of Nikki Bella? They they interviewed Nikki Bella and she's talking about, about sneezing. No, there's another one they posted. Oh, I saw that one. I saw the sneeze. One. I just saw the other one today where she they. They ask about oh yeah yeah this, well they ask about the sneezing but mm-hmm. then she changes the subject so yeah the sneezing one with the corn dog thing you saw that I didn't see the corn dog so they ask which about if the they're s- gonna trash corn dogs in this show then I'm just gonna leave right no now. no no it's, it's better <laughs> he goes she goes uh she says like that um they were doing a tribute to the troop show because they asked about the sneezing and she's like no no he hates sneezing never sneezed around him and then she's like I do remember one time uh, we were overseas for the tribute to the troop show. And it was like time to eat, and all they really had there was was like corn dogs. So I started eating a corn dog, and Vince walked up, was like next to me, and he just looked at me and goes, "You're eating a corn dog?" And she was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Do you know what they put in those?" And she was like, "Well, it's all they have here." And he was like, "Ugh!" And then he just walked away. Really? Wow. <laughs> corn dogs. Anti corn dog, apparently. I feel like Vince would be like anything that's like sold at a county fair, Vince would be like, us American, goddammit. Yeah. Anti corn dog. I've never understood why they don't make more gourmet corn dogs, actually. <laughs> corn dogs are the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Fuck so that, good. dude. He just Mike. looks so disappointed in not knowing Vince in knowing Vince like, doesn't like corn dogs. You go like the Pomona Fair or the Orange County Fair, like those corn dogs are so good. They are. When we went to, when we went to that's what I have to do this weekend. We the Orange went, County Fair is closing this weekend, huh? I'd rather go to the LA County Fair. I'm waiting for the chili cook off myself. Is that, is that in LA? Malibu? When's that? Yeah, it's in every. There's a big. There's a big chili cookoff every September, early September in yeah, Malibu. It's, it's awesome. Remind us. I've been, Noted. Doing, I've been doing it a couple of times. I've been going there since I was like twelve. Yeah. it's great. It's Noted. really awesome. Noted. Could I come with like a spoon, like 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 Homer? Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Different kinds of chili can there really be? I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's like a whole like festival ground. I mean, there's different. there's there. How many kinds of meat are there? Lots. No one wants like turkey chili. But I got. But, they, but hey, there's there's bomb turkey chili there. I've been to this cookoff many yeah. times before. It's incredible. You'll have like veggie chili there. And be like, I Dude, swear to God, I this would is not. Like, that's you, right. You, you absolutely would because you get a sample of everything. Yeah. That's the whole point of going to a chili cookoff is trying everything. I want you get so a sample to buy everything. You can buy it if you want to, but, but you, you can sample it. <laughs> I bought. I'm, I've won so many WWE posters at the Chili Cookoff back when I was a kid. <laughs> I had the best wow, there you go. We're definitely time. going. <laughs> I remember I won a Jake the Snake, a framed Jake the Snake poster at one of those dart balloon games. Yeah, and then if you want some frozen yogurt, you can go across the street to that shopping center that's right across yep. from where they do it too. It's awesome. Malibu yogurt's been there for yeah, forever. That place is awesome. Yeah, we already know what our plans are. Yeah, yeah but I was bringing that up is because that's all I wanted to do when we went to uh, Weenie Roast, and the line was so fucking yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was so mad about. I that. wanted a corn dog so. So did I. I wanted one of those. Wayne Rose is cool, though. It we was. We got a biscuit. Was great. Yeah. They sound awesome. <laughs> but seriously, I don't understand why they haven't come up with gourmet corn dogs. Like, they have that place, well, Worst Coose, that has, like, all the sausages. Why not make a corn dog? What? Like How could you make a gourmet corn dog? You, you use gonna... a sausage of a different variety you, to make the corn dog, Brian. That wouldn't be gourmet. It would just be different. No, it would be That's... a different kind of meat inside no, of it. No one's going to pay. 
Gourmet style money for a fucking corn. You're dog. out of your Are, mind. You know I, you live. You're I out of worked your... at hot Dude, dog on a stick. Yeah, you worked at a trash no. corn dog place. Don't you Whoa. fucking. I'm talking about a new Ever. place. I'm talking about a Whoa. new yeah. place. Inspired, <laughs> it's inspired by Worst Cushion. It's called Best Cushion. They're going to make gourmet corn dogs. Uh, have you ever been to Dog House? I'm just kidding. I really like hot dogs. Okay, on good. A stick. Have you ever been to Dog yeah. House? Yeah, of course. I'm, like, dog I'm house fighting has, words. Has, uh, you can, like, you can shit on In and Out as much as you want, but if you shit on a hot dog on a stick, listen. I like Domino's Pizza too. You know, like I mean, I like I like stuff that is like mainstream and that is like you know not as high in quality of ingredients. I you eat, haven't had a Domino's Pizza in a long time. I, I had one last week. Four really? hot dogs on in this right now. No problem. Yeah, good. I'm I proud. ate like a whole pizza. Let me see your chest. No, show us your chest, Eli. <laughs> All right, let Jim chest. Ross hook up with your girlfriend. Or no. you. I, you. No, <laughs> I thought that's what the whole plan that's was. That's what I thought it was too, yeah. Ryan. What oh, the wait, hell? You, wait, it's just hooking up with Eli? Yes. yes. <laughs> I thought it was hooking up with his girlfriend. No. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> That's right? So I don't think we should get dove into this. <laughs> so much worse. No, we should Moving on. The next, story? Uh, next story is Enzo Amore <laughs> announcing that he's officially returning to the ring. Oh, great. <laughs> um, From one great thing to another. <laughs> go back to Jim Ross. <laughs> uh, so Enzo Amore, it's crazy. He hasn't wrestled since he left WWE. He hasn't had one match. It's been over a year now. Uh, it was in January 2018. He didn't wrestle much when he was there either. Hey, oh, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Enzo, he says he's coming back next or this month uh, at a Northeast Wrestling Event. Uh, coincidentally, in the same venue where he wrestled his last match in WWE against Cedric Alexander. Um, Wait, where? What is this match? It's the, it was. It was. It's gonna. Well, he didn't say against who. Where's this? It's going to be at the Mid Hudson sh- Civic Center, which it's is going to be where- at that random indie show where Moxley's going to fight Cass, right? No, Moxley. It's the one where Moxley's wrestling Pentagon Junior. Oh. Mm. And Cass is also on the show. Um, <clears throat> speaking of Cass, if you guys haven't seen the interview I did with Big Cass, Watch please it. check it out. Cass XL. It's a good one. Uh, it is good. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, he it gets deep. Like it's right off the bat. It's not like I like the questions you asked him a lot too. Thank you. Um, it, it gets deep right off the bat. Like it's serious for pretty much majority of the interview it's pretty serious Steph talks all about battling depression uh during his time in WWE and it's 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 just interesting to hear uh how down he was while living such career highs at the, at the time. So uh, I, I, I implore you to check it out. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I want to help spread the word on the importance of mental health as much as possible. So uh, it's in the YouTube channel for Wrestling Sheet. It's also in our podcast video search Wrestling Sheet Radio. Um, do you think that – but back to Enzo. Do you guys think that – do you think there's any chance the wrestling community will will ever accept him again I, or I be accepting of him? I can't say no. I mean, there's he because did a anything. Can, I mean, things can last happen. Weekend. I mean, things happen. You know, he does have a fan base of some sort. Yeah. It's just the reason why I think a lot of people are so turned off by it. And uh, I mean, it's no secret. Also, me and Enzo used to be really uh, good friends, and um, I can't say I agree with a lot. I mean, I've had to distance myself from him because I just honestly, it is what it is. I don't agree. I have I'm, I have no ill will towards him whatsoever. We've always been cool. It's just, especially with how he's been like at the time, my company was about to launch, mm-hmm. you know, and I was trying to make my way into the wrestling business at the time, back again after I had left it, after my time with the WWE. And I didn't, you know, he was straight up. He was out there making diss records about his accuser and his rape case. 
far from it for me to decide whether or not that happened or not because that, it's, it's, that, that's not the point. The point is that you, you just don't do that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, you just have some tact about like a, a questionable situation. Yeah, and it's just a lot of his decisions like really kind of made me like I can't be around this, you know, when, especially if I'm getting back into the public eye again. And also just his, his – the way he's been talking about wrestling. Like he's been on multiple, multiple interviews saying I'm never going to wrestle again. Mm-hmm. As of yesterday, I think. No, I don't think as of yesterday. Something really re- – no. There was Twitter, a TMZ. Somebody tweeted at him and said, are you coming back? He said never again. It really? Was, it was like yesterday. It was as – I'm talking. It was like this week. Dude. Okay. And it's just like uh, – and then also that one interview on TMZ where the guy – That was like a year ago. Yeah, year totally. Yeah. Ago, that was even before that. Yeah. I'm talking about this. Like this was recent yeah. what I've been seeing. And now, and then like, he's jumping back and forth saying, I don't want to be in it, and then I do, then I don't. To me, it's just seeming more and more and more you need a paycheck. To me. I feel that. I, I, I do agree with you on and that. And I, I could be a thousand percent wrong. I hope I am. It's just, I, I really, it's, it, he doesn't seem to be wanting to do it for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that to me, I agree with you. I feel like. If Enzo did an interview like Cass did with me this week, and I'm not saying necessarily with me, but just like if he did an interview where he was honest, where he was like not Enzo, Enzo Moray, but he yeah, was like himself, Eric Arndt, and was like talking about everything that happened and just being real, like, hey, I've grown, I've learned, I've made mistakes, but well, he did anything like that, I guarantee you people would be on yeah. his side again. It's just that. <clears throat> He doesn't want that. He wants to live that character 24-7. Yeah, he wants to be that touchy subject. It's just you can't – it it doesn't – I mean, hey, controversy creates cash to quote Eric Bischoff. It does, 100 percent. But you need to have some substance behind you being controversial. You can't be controversial for the sake of being controversial. You know, you're hanging out with him. I mean, like it's like, oh, I'm getting clapped by hanging out with uh, Mickey Gall. You know, like Mickey Gall is an average at best fighter. You know, like this is like he's talking. And then, like, for instance, he saw like even though he may have legitimately gotten pissed off of the whole Joey Janela thing that happened at Blink 182. He took that and ran with it in a way that was like sort of like, dude. Even Joey's not talking about it as much anymore. Yeah. Like you're, you're like you're clearly dragging this along. That I even saw in a lot of his comments, like, "Why are you still talking about this?" Mm-hmm. You know, and it's more. I mean, the, even when I, even when we were friend, like close, and we spoke more than more more often, and it was just frustrating to me. I would tell him all the time, be like, "Dude, like." Being controversial for the sake of controversial isn't like working. You need to have some substance behind it. You need to have something to back it up. And, you know, as I'm not the only one who said this about Enzo, more people have said this, that he doesn't like to listen to advice. Yeah. He just doesn't. It's not in his blood. Yeah. And there are people that are like that. And I mean, and who am I to talk? This was just some kid like who like was just watching what he did, you know, from the outside. I mean, I'd been with the. Uh, I, I mean, when he when I was at the WWE, he was with NXT, so yeah. we never really crossed paths at the time. It's just I I, it, I can't I I I I I truly don't I I only wish the best things for Enzo. Yeah. He's not a bad person. No. He's not at all. Like if you got to know him, that's why people who get to know him like stick around with him because mm-hmm. he's he's a he's yeah. a fun well, he's, guy. Yeah, fun. I also feel like there's not a lot of there there aren't a huge amount of effective heels on the indies right now. <laughs> oh, well, and, I was gonna say like. He'd be great. He's got massive hey, heat. Don't, yeah. yeah, what I was going to say is like, hey, he's going to get massive heat. It's just people that, hate that guy. People hate him. He's in anyone that wrestles against. Not only that, but it's like cheering he, for that person. He's going to go in there. I, I'm pretty sure 
fully understanding that he's hated by that audience. Yes. And so, like, I mean, I I don't have a relationship with him at all, obviously. So, like, I mean, I don't have any 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 personal sightings with it. Just strictly from like a fan level. I'd kind of want to be at that show to see what the response is like. Not even I, I don't I could give a lick of what he can do in the ring because he can't. But like, well, also and to be fair, we don't know that. Like, we've only seen him wrestle in WWE. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't know mm. that he can't wrestle. Mm. Where, <laughs> like else, all, where else? Where else did he wrestle? <laughs> like all the looks you're giving me. I'm just saying that there are wrestlers who leave WWE. The guy has been wrestling at all since then. If there are wrestlers who didn't, who a lot of those guys are told how to wrestle while they're there and stuff. He, got hired, he could he got hired off of talking. Like he even says that. Yeah, like, but he still wrestled. While he was no. there, yeah, but he didn't so. wrestle before there, did he? No, no. yeah. Does it mean he doesn't have a skill available? No, it does mean that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> like it's not like they were like, oh, but the stuff he's not showing us. It's like, no, I think he showed you what he has. The dude knocked himself out in like his first pay per view match. He didn't knock him. Well, he got knocked. He, almost yeah. died. he knocked himself out. It's funny. I, Simon Gotch is still talking about that. He tweet. He was on Instagram. It's the most viewed YouTube video ever in wrestling. But he's still talking about it. Like he was on Instagram just last night doing an AMA where he was saying how much he hates Stone Cold Steve Austin, Simon Gotch, because Simon, because Stone Cold said bad things about him while interviewing Enzo and talking about that thing. And so he was like, Fuck Stone Cold, and I was like, man, what did he say? I was like, what did Stone Cold unfollow say about Simon Gotch, and I just like, I, I don't follow someone who says fuck Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I just unfollowed. Yeah, you can't do that. Nope. But what's what did he Stuck say about Superman's Gotch in that in the interview? What? What did he say about Gotch in the interview? I'm sure he came up, but I'm saying, what did Austin say? Oh, he said uh, he basically said, if I recall correctly, not exact quote, but Simon Gotch said something like uh, he said something like Austin said that that uh, like he had a lot of. Uh, Fire behind him, but he, he didn't know how to pull back or something like that. And it pissed, I'll pull it up. It's, he said something very specific that I'm messing up. Um, but right. it was definitely so, like, sounds right. I, I don't think that it was really like that right. bad of a thing that I, he said. I feel like anytime that Stone Cold talks about how a wrestler could make some adjustments to better their character or to better themselves in the ring, uh, he's pretty dead on. Hey, listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's pretty fucking dead on. Mm hmm. He said, uh, oh, here we go. He said, uh, Stone Cold said, he's a good little technician, but needs to back off on the throttle. Like, that's why you hate him? <laughs> that's why you said fuck Stone Cold Steve Austin? Like, what? I don't know. Uh, lastly, before we get out of here, I want to bring up one last thing, because I, I love this. Uh, did, did any of you guys see uh, Fandango return to NXT yeah, this I haven't week? watched it yet. Did you see mm-hmm. it? You saw it? Mm-hmm. Um, I liked his new... Vibe that he wasn't dressed as like yeah, a, like a the dancer. Him yeah, yeah, he had like a leather jacket. He had a wife beater, like regular pants. He still moved like Fandango, though. He did, and in the, <laughs> he, they did a backstage interview afterwards that was only for WWE.com, and. He basically said <laughs> he had the voice still. Well, they got to make some pivots, you know. The 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 fi- uh, what are the what are they called? The fashion files of lot. Fashion know, police. They've run its it's run its course. Yeah, yeah it's done. Well, yeah. and that's why I like the video so much too, because basically he says uh, he was like I was I was in too deep, breezy. I was in too deep, and he's like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking? about? He's like, I was in too deep, man. You know, we were so busy giving out tickets and and focusing on policing everyone's fashion that we didn't think of one thing: our fashion's whack. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, what, what's that mean? What's that mean? He's like, it's whack. Our fashion, it's whack. And he was like, what? I don't. What's that? He's like, what the kids are saying these days. He's like, that's what the kids are saying these days. It means it's bad. It's bad. Our fashion's bad. And he was like, Tyler is like, what? Are you, what? Our fashion is like, yeah, yeah. We need a makeover. Brizongo reimagined, and then Tyler Breeze has like a good look on his face. Like, I'm hyped to face. see what that is. And then they walk yeah. off screen. Me too. Honestly. 
I feel like NXT could make them a serious, ta- not serious, that's the wrong word, less goofy of a tag yeah. team where they're still entertaining well, and funny and all that kind and, of stuff. And hopefully like, they'll serve as like, the impetus for more people going back to NXT and actually kind of retooling who And also, are. I'm sorry, like if you ever, ever, ever feel so down about your career and you think there's no way out, you really just got to look at people like Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Absolutely. Who are, they're given the worst. Fandango's a fucking ballroom dancer. Yeah. And he's still here. Yeah. You I know? thought that when I was watching this. I said, could they if, – if this whole reimagined thing isn't to start calling him Johnny Curtis again, I'm going to be pissed because Fandango – I get no, it. he's it Fandango a, now. I know it was a thing that Vince McMahon was real into, but he clearly doesn't care about it anymore. No. Anymore. And it's the silliest name. It's it's a famous app. Like it, It's a very yeah. famous app. It'd be like having an app called, called iTunes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shazam. <laughs> Um. So yeah. I. I. I but, but regardless, I like it. I feel like they. They need. Well, there is a superhero name. Yeah. <laughs> that's not superhero. Oh, sorry. I'm saying, but hey, there if is they came out with a wrestler yeah. named iTunes, I'd be intrigued. <laughs> I'd be like, wow. <laughs> Spotify for world champion. I, iTunes, really? iTunes. I gotta see this guy. I'm. I'm watermarking this, what I'm about to say right now. Jamie watermarked. <clears throat> if there's not a tag team that comes out called Terms and Conditions, like, come on. Yeah. Like, that, <laughs> that's a great no, tag team is, name. Terms and Conditions. Standards and Practices. Aren't like you a manager? All. I am. Better use it. <laughs> yeah. Renamed <laughs> Platinum Terms and Conditions. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't read the contract. <laughs> <laughs> I can change your name whenever I want. Do you uh, click agree? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E. Or on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. Uh, check us out, check me and my stable upper class out at uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood every week. Um, check out Network for daily raffles, drops, exclusive items that you can't get anywhere else or early access. And uh, yeah, that's, that's Chuck it. Line. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. We just announced our official, my official collab with the guys at Chalk Line, the Entrance Pant, and uh, pretty much what the the concepts pants, plural. Pants, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's a plural. I guess that is yeah. Yeah, yeah it's plural. Um, and uh, basically, the concept was while I was growing up, it was actually Road Dog who I was watching that gave me the idea because I always wanted to wear Road Dog's pants. Me yeah. too. Always. And I was they like, so why don't they just sell those? I was like, they look awesome because they're not tight. Wait, why isn't that one of the ones you guys are doing? Because we're not going to start with Road Dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, official, authentic Road Dog pants. Everyone's like, I don't want the Road Dog pant. <laughs> I want the Road Dog pant, but that's down the line. But um, And so, yeah, basically it's taking the idea of you can wear your favorite wrestling superstars tights, but they're not tights. They're comfortable. They're not restricting. Your nuts won't show. It's it's, it's it's It has pockets. You could wear them to the office. You wore them on the show. I wore them on the in show. In the early once. days here. It was an Easter egg. Early yeah, Easter egg. Early planted. Easter egg. It's been like a year since yeah. you wore those. Yeah, I've had those working for a minute. WWE legal is, is not a it's not a straight path. You know, it's quite it's a, a minefield. Yeah, and but we announced that we're dropping our first pant, which is you could go on my Instagram, the Chalkline Instagram. They're up right now. It is the Bret Hart entrance pants. We fashioned them after Bret Hart's tights, and we're dropping them in Toronto physically at the Super Show for SummerSlam. That's the first time they're going to drop, and then mass release after SummerSlam. So, that, okay, that wasn't my question, since you can say that. So then the only place you can get them initially is at SummerSlam? Yes, I think so. As, for, as far as I understand. Or is understand. it like a Superstore type thing? No, not at the event SummerSlam. No, it's like not, a Superstore no, super type store. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and then, so then 
after that they'll be available like, online or yes. something like that somewhere. Uh-huh. Can we? Will the get other pants be available? Yeah, I did get some. I did get some advanced orders, so hopefully we'll get you some. Well, Ryan is just going to steal whoever I give to Kevin. <laughs> God damn it! Um, shit, Ryan. <laughs> will the other ones go out then too, or just Bret Hart first? Right now we're uh, right now we're focusing on Bret Hart okay. specifically for Toronto, but I I mean there's another one ready to rock. Yeah, there's no, another, I remember. There's, there's there's one more ready to go. So, I mean it's not up to me, unfortunately. I can't dictate the release times. It's up to yeah. It's up to. WWE. So totally. they uh, look awesome though. Yeah, check it out on Jamie's page. They look rad. Are they Raven pants? Was just just Oh, raving pants. No, ra- Raven where it just has like oh, halfway down it's just James shorts and then leg. the rest of it is just My brother like, said you should just make legs. stone cold just like muscular leg pants. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kevin, where people find you at? You guys can find me at Kevin Gets Rad on Instagram and Twitter and Ryan will probably steal my pants and we're very different sizes. But I like them bigger. I like them bigger. I like them bigger. What can I say? It's also like 100 degrees out, so I am not going to be wearing them anytime soon. Uh, (laughs) Hey, when they come out, summer will be starting to end. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay, good. Warm at nighttime. Also, hopefully it doesn't stay 100 degrees all summer because it's so hot right now. I want it to cool down. You probably love it, Surfer Boy. No, it's not that hot at the beach, but yeah, yeah it actually is much cooler at the beach. <laughs> I mean, it's not true. Literally, I have to bring a hoodie whenever I go to Port Wayne for the taping because it's like like true. It gets yeah. cold. I live in the it's, valley, so yeah. it's 100 degrees every night. Oh, it's nice where that. I live. Uh, Eli, where can people find you at? Twitter at Elijah Bates, Instagram at Brindlebeard. By the way, R.I.P. Harley Race. Uh, oh, yeah. I know. Uh, I didn't. Well, want how to... do we even not say that? Well, because it's like I did. we're just gonna have such a sad conversation about someone being dead. I figured we'd have more fun, fun memory, fun, well, fun conversation I, I about other things. No, no just you know, he had a, Harley Race had a great career. Dude had a good run. R.I.P. to a legend. Yeah. R.I.P. Harley Race, indeed. Uh, you can find everything that Pro Wrestling Sheet is doing at Wrestling Sheet on social media, ProWrestlingSheet.com, where you can find all top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find the Raw and Smackdown recaps that I do with John Roca. It's where you can find the video of us doing Wrestling Sheet Radio here. It's also where you can find the video that, like I said, of uh, me interviewing big casts. And also, if you just want to listen to the audio of all those things, they're available on podcast platforms. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.